Welcome to Hope Blooms, a podcast from the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. At EPLA, we seek to support women and families suffering early pregnancy loss by providing resources, education, and community. It is our vision that no one suffers miscarriage alone. Welcome back to Hope Blooms. I'm Emily Carrington, the Executive Director of the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. And I'm Maria Servold, our board president. Today we're going to uh, take another look at a word that we hear a lot when thinking about miscarriage. We've talked about some other things like... Dignity. Yes, that's what I was looking for. (laughs) Yes. The phrase, uh, I think, be gentle. Be gentle gentle with yourself. Right. So today we're going to be talking about the word remember or remembrance, which is sort of a whole huge, you know, part of miscarriage, but it can feel sort of amorphous or almost like a burden sometimes. Right. I was just thinking the other day about pregnancy and infant loss remembrance month. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is obviously a word that's really important Mm -hmm. and seems to be really important to the, to the healing and grief process, but it also seems to be sort of instructive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you should remember. You should remember. Right. Which um, then sort of begs the question, how? Right, right. Yeah. It's telling you to, to do something, right? Remember, remember. Right. And that it's something we should do. Mm-hmm. So let's just start with how have, well, let's start first. Like what, what does it mean to mm-hmm. remember? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and I sort of think multiple things first, like an intentional remembering, right? Sort of like a memorial of sorts, like purposefully recalling you know the baby and that kind of thing but then I also think I also think of for instance like every year when September 29th comes around that was the day that I had my loss it's sort of like a remembering of the hard moments of the day right and so it's sort of a negative connotation right and we I mean we use this word in culture a lot Mm -hmm. as sort of instructive to be told to do so right Mm -hmm remember events Mm -hmm. so i don't think it's something that like yeah i think it's something we sort of just like pass by right Right. and i was just thinking i hadn't really thought you know when you think about a word longer yeah well when you think about a word too much or too long and it suddenly gets really weird yeah but that's not what i mean here but thinking about the word i hadn't really thought about like remember like what does Mm -hmm. that mean like to re-put back together the pieces of Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. right like Member, yeah. I don't know if that's actually the, <laughs> the Latin, the Latin yeah. etymology, but right. I'm thinking about like, you know. <laughs> or, yeah, or like the re-memory, right? right. Like, to, like to, to pull that ah, together yes, again. Yes, the yeah. memory. But it is sort of also putting the pieces back together I was thinking again. about member, yeah. you know, the opposite yeah. of remember is forget, but it's not dismember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I don't know if that's actually the root or history I've always thought of the memory, mm-hmm. but the membering, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To remember. Um, well, you're, it is sort of like a re, sometimes a reconstructing of something yeah, in your mind. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Like putting putting the pieces, mm-hmm. um, reconstruct. Yeah. So, so you know, other times we're, you know, told to remember, right? Mm-hmm. And that seems to be so essential to moving forward Mm -hmm. in the healing process. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too, because my biggest concern was that people would forget. Mm -hmm. And not so much that, that I would forget, 
but the people would forget. Right. And not forget my grief for me, mm-hmm. but forget my babies. Mm-hmm. Because no one else had any attachment to them. I don't, ha- we don't have a like, you know, dead grandma's remembrance month. And we, because we all remember right. them, you right. know? <clears throat> because people knew them and they were earthside. Right, right. And they, <clears throat> they had time and, mm-hmm. and we feel their absence in very clear ways where where we remember you know grandma's not here the pie is missing or right and we or we have laugh is missing mm -hmm. or we have concrete things they left behind like right 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 recipes or something right Right, yeah right right. right. whereas when we there's a miscarriage all that's really left is the place where the baby was right i mean if you're able to have a body to bury that's very special but you may not have that. Right, right. So I think that leads us to, like, what do you do? What do you do, right. So what what have you done? Um, not as much as now I wish I had at the time. But you do remember the date. <laughs> I do I remember the date. I remember dates. Yeah, so that's, and which is interesting because then I later found out it's the birthday of a good friend of ours. And so mm. it's like both sad and happy on the same day but yeah I do remember and that's yeah that's like what stuck in my head was the date so every year when that rolls around I sort of anticipate it I didn't have I did write in a journal a lot at the time so I have those which I do sometimes go back and look at I believe I saved an ultrasound photo and so so that's special to look at as well but I didn't do any sort of like particular item of remembrance or something which I sort of wish I had and I'm glad that in our kits we provide we at least have the little memory blanket as you know one item to keep as a remembrance so yeah I didn't do that much with like physical things but it's interesting it is sort of just all in my head and like if I go back in my memory to that day I can sort of remember all these details about it right which is both healing to work through, but also sort of traumatic sometimes. But as the years go on, it's now been 12 and a half years. I mean, 10 and a half years. <laughs> it was in 2012. The, the distance sort of helps the memory to be less traumatic, mm-hmm. you know, which makes it sort of normal for that to happen. Like I remember specific moments, but it doesn't make me sort of like take me out of myself like it used to, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. Can yeah, I, and you've done more sort of specific well, remembrance things a little bit. Yeah, so <laughs> I got a little obsessed with this idea. At first, mm-hmm. it didn't even dawn on me. Like, I was just, like, walking aimlessly through the world and, like, mm-hmm. and a friend of mine, you know, within a couple of days of having the loss, said, you know, I think you need to do something to mark the life of the baby. Mm. Release a balloon, you know, just do something. And and releasing a balloon wasn't really what I wanted to do, though I think that's a great idea. It sparked in me some ideas for how we could set aside some memories, mm-hmm. I guess. Yes, right. Um, you know, so, so we did a, originally, we put together a box and, and I still have that. I still have that box of an ultrasound. We both, I think, my husband and I both wrote letters, mm-hmm. either letters or, or you know, some sort of writing, right. some sort of prose. And we had a onesie that mm. 
uh, we had used to announce the pregnancy. Mm. Um, and we just didn't feel, I didn't really want, I didn't want the next baby to have it. Right. That right. belonged to that baby. Yeah. And, and there were some other gifts and, and we, it was still early pregnancy. And there was some other stuff we have handed down to our, our girls, mm-hmm. but I didn't really, I wanted that to be that baby's. And I, what's funny is I haven't felt that way about my live children. Like they mm-hmm. share everything. I right. Don't, <laughs> I don't, but they have their own bodies. Exactly. Right? So then... So we filled that box, and you know what? I haven't looked at that box for a little mm. while, but there's there's things in there, and then shortly, and we we had a memorial service mm. that first time. We had a small prayer gathering the second time. I wish I would have. You know what I wish I would have done is uh, requested the body both times, mm-hmm. um, and I wish I would have had the ashes to to bury or mm-hmm. place in a columbarium. Or, <clears throat> yeah, me too. <laughs> I, um, didn't, I didn't know. And would and would help with the memory. Right. Because right? like, there's, there's a physical place. place. Yep. You know, so I, I wish I would have done something like that. I then had a plan, which this is sort of, and I can't even remember how this plan started, but it continues to live on, is to buy a single purple tulip. Purple was my favorite color, is my favorite color. I don't know why I chose the tulip. Mm. <clears throat> Purple also, I think, is great because it's both red or pink and blue. Right. Right. So I had this plan that I was going to buy a single purple tulip on the date of our losses mm-hmm. every year. And then I was going to, or maybe on our due date, mm. I was going to buy a single purple tulip. Um, I wanted to put some sort of habit or practice almost, you know, as memory is, like almost... I don't want to say liturgical, but almost right. liturgical right. act, right? Like a right. common, I'm going to get up on these mornings, yep. go buy a flower. Like right. I thought there was a lot of beauty in that. And I'm right. There is a lot of beauty in that, but it didn't happen. Mm. It happened a couple times. Mm-hmm. But I had, my problem was I wanted to like buy a tulip on the lost days for each baby. And then I wanted to have like a small birthday cake on the due dates wow. for each baby. Right. And... Like, and that my, my future living children would live with the knowledge that we would have these like established memories. Mm-hmm. Well, then <laughs> you remember the date. I actually like all of these dates and times, partly because it was so messy. Yes. Yes. All fell out of my head. Mm-hmm. Like, I can tell you what happened Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of my loss. Like, mm-hmm. those days are so clearly, and I could probably reconstruct what day it was like right. if i went back and looked at a calendar of 2014 i could, mm-hmm. i could put it back together but what day do i recognize the day we found out mm-hmm. the day the baby actually died which we right. don't know right the day we actually finished the dnc mm-hmm. and then my second loss was it the day we had no heartbeat was it the day we had a bad ultrasound was it the confirmation ultrasound Mm -hmm. was it a day that the miscarriage started or was it the day that i passed the body two weeks later right right (laughs) so all of a sudden like what is the anniversary of my loss right and then because i do not have a brain that remembers dates i actually don't remember my due dates Mm -hmm. i I don't remember mine for that one either and that first year oh my gosh did i remember my Mm -hmm. due dates right they were seared in my brain my body remembered, my everything about me remembered. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. 
I think it's possible uh, people listening, you know, say they had the same sort of thing where they, as time passes, they forget the due date or whatever, that they feel bad about that. Right. And we've, you know, spent a whole episode talking about don't feel bad about how you feel (laughs) after miscarriage. Um, Because I think the memory, you know, and what you remember and why and how can change over time. And that's okay. Right. Well, yeah. So I had all these plans. Mm Mm-hmm. And they didn't really work. Except the purple tulip is now our logo. Right. And so that's isn't that really meaningful? Right. So like here, I'm like, oh, I don't know that I did a great job. And then I have this purple tulip mm-hmm. I stare at every day. Mm-hmm. And I have this job that I do. And yeah. I have this work that I do. And I had all these plans to remember in certain ways that I was going to go buy purple tulips and that I was going to buy birthday cakes. And that and I haven't I haven't really done that. But every time I deliver a care kit, mm-hmm. even if it isn't conscious, like I'm remembering my babies. Right. Because um, you're doing for someone else what was not done for you. Right. Yeah. Right. And that that's such a, you know, and they have a little purple tulip on them, mm-hmm. you know, and so as I sort of hand out purple tulips, right? Yeah. Like, you know, the, my, it's such a way for their lives to live on Mm -hmm. and to impact and to love others. Yeah. And in our care kits, we offer sponsorships of those care kits. And Mm -hmm. in, as part of that, we, you, the giver, or we can fill out for you a little card. And one of the cards says in remembrance of, right. So many people will donate a care kit in remembrance of their own loss or loss of someone they, they know a friend's miscarriage. And so that's another way to help remember yeah. Your own losses through a care kit sponsorship. Well, and that was so important to me. You know, we talked, we've talked a lot about how we started EPLA mm-hmm. and, and the idea of bill pay being that initial seed. And that is so true. But I think the simultaneous seed that happened that I'm just now remembering <laughs> is that Christmas after my first two losses, I wanted to make a donation in memory right. of my babies. Right. This was crazy to me. And for all you wonderful organizations that have been out there, I'm sorry I didn't find you. There's There were a lot of people working. But in the last 10 years, things have changed so much. And all those people who were working and sowing the seeds have grown so much. And we're so glad to find you. But I started doing research. And I'm just like Googling like miscarriage organizations. And I am having trouble finding mm-hmm. any one single. And now there are. Like I said, since then, there are so many wonderful groups of moms that provide things for the hospitals. There's, you know, right. we have highlighted some other miscarriage organizations, but I was having trouble finding mm-hmm. specific miscarriage organizations that I could make memorial donations to. Yes. And so I looked, you know, I'm just Googling. I remember asking like my doula, mm. do you know of any? And since then, like I said, so many have floated to the top, but I could not find a great way at that time to make a memorial donation. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted, I really wanted to do that. Right. And like I said, now there, there are some, there were some that I was missing, but there's some great there's organizations more now. now. Yeah. Right. So I love our care kit sponsors. Yep. That we can have that um mm-hmm. and from the beginning we've offered memorial donations yes. one of our first friends and family campaigns mm-hmm. way back when in like 2016 i think it was our first one it was really important to me that 
that drive also included, it wasn't a care kit sponsor because we didn't have care kits yet, but memorial donations. Yes. And then donors received, and we still have these, donors received a special card noting. And then also parents could receive them. So a donor could make a donation and say that this is in memory of baby Carrington Mm -hmm. and then also request that, you know, like my husband and I receive the card to know that a donation had been made in memory of Mm -hmm. our baby. So those are, those are important in good ways, Mm -hmm. but let's talk about some other, um, yes, maybe some more physical, physical or personal or, um, yeah. So, We've talked, I think it was in the Christmas episode, about an, another option is to make some sort of little Christmas ornament that you can put on the tree every year to remember. We have a board member who planted a tree in their yard. You could do something like that, plant bulbs. You know, we, we sell bulbs every year as a fundraiser, and it's sort of this great symbol of the new life coming every year. And that, you know, so you plant those, and every year they come back and yeah. remind you. We include, um, we give away to the seed packets yes. in the miscarriage care kits yes. of wildflowers or sunflowers yeah. and uh, variety. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hoping that those can be some, mm-hmm. you know, new hope yeah. and remembrance. Right. There's, and there's actually, I mean, just so many, I, I keep coming across them like on social media and online, different small companies or groups that are making things to remember miscarried babies. I recently actually bought a, it's like a hand lettered, you know, little poem about, it's called the snowdrop. And it's about a little snowdrop that, you know, blooms and goes away and no one notices but it's a miscarriage remembrance thing and i bought that for myself and hung it up on the wall you know 10 years after but for that baby there's also there's a great instagram page called the understanding heart and they do a really good job of sort of helping spread awareness about miscarriage and they welcome people to sort of write and reflect on their page their blog about their losses as do we if you are interested in sharing your story on our blog our hope booms blog you're you're welcome to reach out and that's another good way to remember is by telling the story well and i think as you're talking realizing remembering is sort of both doing and receiving Mm -hmm. any sort of ceremonial and i and i don't just mean like an actual event but any sort of like sort of see you can do something to remember. You can mm-hmm. plant the flowers. You can write the poem. Mm-hmm. You, But then there's also like the receiving, right? Where you see the flowers right. or where you buy the poem or you read someone else's poetry. Right. And I, I think that's really important right. to both do and receive. Yep. Yep. Uh, and and that, that they sometimes remembering is an act of doing something mm-hmm. and sometimes it's a... You know, it's interesting too because remembering, I think, has a lot of like mental connotations, right? But it's not literally just thinking on, mm-hmm. right? And yes, sometimes it is the action more than the thought. There's another great little company I came across called Evermore Blooms, and their idea is that you buy flowers for someone else who's had a loss, and it can be delivered on whatever day, right? So like a specific, you know, the due date or the day of the loss or whatever, but it's sort of designed to be in remembrance of miscarried babies. And that's, you know, for someone who maybe if you haven't had your own loss, but you have had a friend who has, that's another great thing to offer. Yeah. And I think sort of an admonition here (laughs) to go back to an old episode, to be gentle with yourself. Yes. 
don't hold yourself one don't hold yourself to memories that aren't or remembrances that aren't working like right. i said i had to by the time I had three miscarriages, I was like, all of this is nonsense and this is too much and it's it's not helping me. It's not healing mm-hmm. me. Um, and I had to sort of streamline my memories. Also, be careful with yourself with whatever it is you do or don't reconstruct. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I know I said like Monday through Friday, I could like recreate. There are some mm-hmm. moments there that, my goodness, are they crystal clear. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember the due date. So if there are moments that are not crystal clear, you haven't forgotten your baby. Right. You know, right. I think so maybe. What does it... We're giving really, I think, and I, uh, I'll i I'll link in the description some of our blogs we've had yes. on ways to remember. Yeah. But I think what's important is what it takes to remember that life to affirm life i think that's what we're doing here right right we're affirming life right that's right. why we're remembering right so you don't have to reconstruct every gory moment mm-hmm. i don't think mm-hmm. to affirm the life of your baby right yeah i f- i feel like people might be sort of hold themselves to some sort of standard <laughs> that like okay i have to do this every year and feel this way. And like, for me, my feelings have changed over the 10 years, right? Especially because as I've had three living children, the, the, you know, the, the physical memories of the loss sort of have diminished to some degree, there's still some that are there. But then yeah, it was this year I bought that snowdrop thing, right? So it's like, you know, later, my feelings might change, I can do something different. And that's fine. Well, yeah, and realizing too, it's hard, we've, you know, that other people are going to remember your loss different. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk for j- just a few moments here about other people. Because mm-hmm. you have these circles, right? Like we're talking about this obviously from the perspective of the mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my husband has, I think, one, but not both of our ultrasounds in his wallet. Mm. Um, I think he felt a little uh, more disconnected from the loss. Right. It wasn't his body. He was trying to take care of me. Right. The baby never lived inside of him. Mm-hmm. And I think there's multiple ways you can react mm-hmm. to that. Um, you can either really lean into like grasping for anything or you can lean into the distance. Mm-hmm. Jordan Wales, who we interviewed, wrote that, pray- wrote a beautiful prayer as his way to remember. Yeah. That they read, I think, at the memorial service they had for their right. loss. So, so you're going to, you know, we were just talking about how we remember things mm-hmm. differently. Um, you're going to remember things differently with your spouse, mm-hmm. different parts, different things are going to resonate. Um, and then family. Um, and I've sort of been surprised, not surprised, but like realizing that my family does remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so briefly, too, I want to talk about ways that family sort of can help remember, right? And I, I think some of those, some of those gifts, um, mm-hmm. Some and, and those these are these are gentle and these are hard, but you know we talked about the donations, um, you know some of it's, you know this could be a whole other conversation and we've had we've had this conversation too mm-hmm. how can family help, mm-hmm. but you know participating in the remembrances that the family has set up mm-hmm. I, I you know and I've unfortunately heard 
And if you've listened this far to this podcast, you are probably not one of those people. But if you are, I have unfortunately heard, you know, others feeling sort of delegitimized in their remembrance. Mm. Should I bury the baby? Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I encourage you if you're a support person or a family member, you know, if they want to do a burial or they want to buy an ornament or they mm-hmm. want to buy a flower on every date, mm-hmm. um, help participate. Right. If they want to walk in the walk of remembrance, walk mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. are some good ways that I think you can you can support people. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I said, I, we rattled off a lot of a lot of good a lot of ideas, ideas yeah. and possibilities. If you have any more, we'd love to we'd love to hear mm-hmm. them. We'd love to share them. Things you have done uh, for your baby. Maybe if you would love to share those with us and remember, uh, we'd love to to feature some of those maybe on our social media pages mm-hmm. and. And on our blog. So we'd love to hear from you on on ways you've remembered your baby. We think this is such an important way as we move forward. So thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Hope Blooms, a podcast from the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. To learn more about how we and you can support women suffering early pregnancy loss, visit our website at miscarriagecare.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening.